priority and precedence but I don't know what what kind of mood she's in I'm still sleepy it's been a hard week my friend working two jobs other activities so you know I'm just a little still tired but I'm here and I'm ready I'm so over this right now, y'all. This is, if you could actually see this. But seriously, okay. Yes. We're going to talk about addictions today because, you know, um, I know for me, you know, I have experienced it. And um, I just thought that starting off our new show, I just thought that y'all should know a little about me and Dawn mm-hmm. and 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 see if y'all would like to follow us or like us on Facebook, Twitter, and it will be uploaded to a blog. And we will have more information when everything is all together. But right now we're going to talk about us And y'all getting to know a little bit about us. Okay, that's cool. So, my name is Dawn H., uh, born and raised Chester, Pennsylvania, 60 baby. Uh, So, I was reared in a home with my mom and my dad. I had three siblings Uh, Four. No, my mom had five kids. Let me get it right. My mom had five kids. I was the middle child. So, you know, I was a little extra um, with a seeking attention. But nevertheless, you know, everything that I experienced in my home, I thought was normal. Let me take you back when we had uh, selling Kool-Aid on a corner for five cent. You remember making candy in a frying pan with butter and sugar. I'm going to take you all the way back. You know, my dad rule was nobody. uh, We couldn't go out and stay the night at nobody else's house, but somebody can stay the night with us. So, you know, my mom and dad was really cool. My dad was definitely um, the dominant parent. He was the one that was the visionary. He was the one that, you know, taught us how to be ladies. Um, My dad was a big stickler on um, order. So, of course, we had chores. And um, 
he was just big on us growing up to be responsible people. And my dad, when I look back now, my dad was always an entrepreneur. You know, he had a, a restaurant, he worked construction, and believe it or not, I'm going to take you way back. My dad, to me, was the first Avon man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, my dad was the rep, and he was a dark-skinned farm brother. And I'm telling you, he had sales. We would pack up his packages, and he would be the delivery man. So uh, my dad was cool. He was fly. I'm like my dad, but I look like my mom. But, you know, we had a tragedy in 1976. Uh, our house was set ablaze, in that ablaze. Um, my two brothers died in the house at that time. One was six, one was 13. And from that pain and trauma, uh, my life was never the same. You know, um, I became a lost, scared little girl, and the way that I covered that up was by being a bully. Um, so I was in many fights. I had a mouth on me, and um, I was just in pain. At the age of 14, uh, I got pregnant, had a daughter, and um, my addiction started right after that fire. You know, um, I had a little sippy sip, little drinky drink, um, because my dad and my mom, they were party goers. So um, I wasn't strange to it, but after the fire, at that time I was 11, I just started doing weed, drinking alcohol, and laying down on my back to soothe my ache and pain of the loss and the sudden change from one neighborhood to another neighborhood. And I just immediately just felt inadequate. You know, I wasn't pretty enough. Um, I, was, I was very judgmental um, and, you know, uh, alcohol and weed eased that pain for me. Then it became more because addiction is progressive. So, of course, I started doing coke, snorting, and then ultimately I became a crackhead. <laughs> Got my own place, thought I was grown, very disrespectful. Um, at the age of 17, I had my own apartment, and then my addiction took off. And uh, my life became a mess. And uh, at the end, for me, uh, intravenously using became an option. And uh, by the grace of God, a friend of mine who I was getting high with, she came and that was the first time I was introduced to treatment. And uh, at the age of 21, I didn't believe that I had a drug problem.
And, um, but shortly after that, after she introduced me, um, I started to see, um, belonging to a 12 step program, what other recovering people were saying became true about my life. Um, today I'm 53. That baby I had at 14, she's now 38, been through a lot of growing pains, growing up with a child and um, being a child. Um, so it was a long road, but um, I made it. I made it. Uh, so that's a little bit about me. Come on, tell the people about who you is, Mary T. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you know, um, I come from a family of four, and it was six of us. Two of my brothers passed away. And um, my mom, she was um, a single parent, and, and um, she raised us, and... You know, um, I always thought that I was the black sheep of the family and, um, you know, feeling like nobody cared. And, you know, so um, I felt like I was always smart. You know, I always knew that I was going to do something, but I just didn't know what. Mm. And um, so um, I remember... Um, I remember one of our family members, you know, coming to my mom and saying that, you know, you don't have to worry about sissy. You know, that was my nickname, you know, um, I'll take her. And so I went and stayed over there with my family, with my cousins and stuff. And it was nine boys and I was the only girl. And, and, and that's how I grew up. You know, but as you know, you know, my life took a turn and, and, and you know how you have that, um, that childhood, uh, like that boyfriend, that childhood breakup and, you know, that kind of stuff that happened. And we was, we was going to church and, you know, that's, that's how I was raised. We was raised in church and, and, and then, you know, the boyfriend that I had at the time, he had got in church before me. So, you know, it was like, you know, we can't do this no more. We can't. You know, and I'm like, what? You know, so, you know, a broken heart. And I was like, so, you know, I went to church and, you know, got myself saved. And, you know, like the boy brought me in church. I guess I wanted to see what was going on. Well, needless to say, you know, um, you know, I felt like. Church, that was my first church hurt and mm. and I left there and I just started just off to the races I um I started drinking I started smoking weed um I started you know 
doing drugs and you know my life took off from there and 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 at first you know it was like I didn't want nobody to know you know I always was this one you know how everybody think that you the prima donna you know you had this going on and then I didn't want my family to know you know that this was happening to me well, you know, what I find out now, later on, you know, that thing don't care about nothing. Mm -hmm. All it cares about is putting you, exposing you, um, wanting to kill you, and it's all right with just taking your mind. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, um, I eventually, I left home and I ended up in Boston, Massachusetts for some odd reason and um, got there and my addiction really took off and um, then I ended up getting pregnant, you know um, and that was like kind of challenging, you know, trying to walk the streets and being pregnant and smoking crack you know, you know how you think that turned out for me? But you couldn't tell me I wasn't the finest thing on the block, though, <laughs> looking a hot mess. But I was fine. Stop it, I I'll was say. getting all the men, and let that be the reason. <laughs> I was standing up being counted. <laughs> but, you know, um, so listen, the one thing that I want to say is... During that time, I could remember one of the, the one of the devastating moments of my life is being pregnant, being in labor, and 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 labor pains three minutes apart, mm. with the crack pipe in my hand, and I'm waiting for the contractions. I am like actually timing them only because so that I could take a hit. Mm. And, you know, it wasn't funny. And I look at that now and I am just, you know, it can be like heartbreaking because mm. I look at how life is right now. Not to say that I'm not living a good life because I am. But, at the same time, the consequences that this thing has, mm -hmm. it, it's, it causes. Mm -hmm. It causes a lot. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, we come today to, to this platform to open up this era in our lives. Because when um, other people are, you know, there are people that still are out there using and and we want to there we want to help i know i do and i know my best friend wants to too and um we just want to you know talk about the downright because we got to get naked here and and the only way that you can help an addict i mean i'm talking about for this addict you can't just say, oh, baby, it's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's not going to help me. You know, when I came around, you know, they was telling me, you know, shut up. If we want to know, know how to use, we'll ask you. 
So, you know, with that, because I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know how to run my own life. Because the life that I ran, all it was about was getting hot sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Absolutely. In the grips. In the grips of a hopeless dilemma. Yes. And addiction isn't a dilemma. Because it uh, is the only disease that will be- let you believe that it's not a disease. <laughs> and that... You can control it and you can handle it. But we're here to tell you that your life is going to go on a downward spiral, uh, spiral if a situation, it was, it, was, it was that situation, that desperate dying situation that pulled you to make you aware that I don't want to live like this no more. I don't want to suck another dirty penis. I don't want to lay down on my back no more. You know, I don't want to steal, lie, and cheat. You know, I don't want to act like um, it's the world's problem when I was the problem. So you'll have that moment of clarity And you'll come to yourself, and we don't know when that might happen, but we just want you to know whenever that happened, if you are the person in addiction right now, you're going to have that moment. And when you have that moment, we're going to provide some resources at the end of the program. Uh, So when you have that moment, you'll know what to do. If you're the family member who is supporting the addict, by enabling them one more day, whether you house them, whether you feed them, whether you clothe them, whether you give them another dollar in hope that they're going to stop, there's help for you too. You're not alone either, you know, because this is a family thing, you know, and it might be running in your family for generations from generations, but it's a way out is a way out and everybody who is clean and serene today had that moment and when they had that moment it was a person there to say hey i'm here we have some resources you can go to treatment you could go to rehab and then you still have to put yourself in an atmosphere where you're not around people places and things to still feed that desire because you're going to want to stop. But once the crisis is over and you feel like you could make it again and you can get your life back on track, it's going to be there. So uh, you could do it. You could do it. So that's, that's what I think. What you think, sister? Well, yeah, everything that you said was true, you know, um, but the one thing that I know is, you know, when they talk about, you know, everybody got their bottom, but you can keep, well, the way I get it, you can keep digging your bottom, mm. you know, and, and like they say, you know, it, uh, jails, institutions are death, and it doesn't necessarily how have to come in that order, 
You know, um, I know, you know, for me, it took, listen, I remember when my mom was like, why you do this? You don't have to do this. But listen, yes, I did. I was using against my will that I wanted to stop. But I couldn't. I could stop, but I couldn't stay stopped. Mm-hmm. That was my problem. Mm-hmm. And 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 I didn't know how. You know, it was like there were days I would see my family and be like, wow, they are doing good things. Because, you know, you hear about that. And I just would be like, oh, my God, I am just so lost here. I cannot get it together. This is not how my life was supposed to turn out. But even seeing them, I wanted more, but Mm -hmm. just being in the grip. Mm -hmm. But what I found out is when I wanted to stop and I just, for me, I was tired. Mm -hmm. You got to be sick and tired Mm -hmm. of your own self. And I was tired of not having nothing. I was tired of not, you know, just being by myself. I was just tired. I mean, I just didn't, I was tired of looking at myself in the mirror and I was just dwindling away Mm -hmm. and I couldn't see that at first. So I know. That just in those moments, I knew that there was a God. Mm -hmm. And the thing about that is, you know, they always say, you know, I hear the church people talk about, because we're going to talk about that too, you know, that he doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. Well, I beg to differ. Yes. Because he came and got me from hell. Mm -hmm. I mean, hell. Mm -hmm. Because... I know if I had it any other way. Yes. I if the if the disease had any other way, I would be dead right now. Yes. I would not be talking to you right at this moment. Yes. But the God that I serve, mm-hmm. I ain't say my mom's God. I ain't say my grandmom's God. I ain't say my aunt's God. I said the God that I serve. And and the one thing about, you know, um, coming from a 12-step program that I like about, you know, I didn't, you know, the dogma, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. I mean, listen, it... If I had a whole lot of time, I tell you, I probably should be writing a book. Uh Go and write that book. (laughs) Go and write the book. Go and tell the story. Because, listen, everybody don't get out. That's right. Everybody don't get out. You know, they say some have to die for some to live. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. But... Mary was talking about God and the church people, but God is married to the backslider. Yes. Come you know, on he's, now. he's rejoicing when one come forward and we didn't find God overnight because for me, I already had a resentment with God when our house got fire uh, on fire and my two brothers died. So I didn't have a relationship with God. I, matter of fact, I denounced God. I kind of made myself an atheist. But in this 12-step program 
They were saying that was okay. And that was freedom for me. It wasn't no certain thing that I had to do. All I had to be willing to do was to keep coming back, keep coming back. And through the experience of hearing other people experience, because one thing addiction do is isolate you. Yes. And it'll take you Come away on, from seeing or hearing things that could inspire you or influence you. So one of the things that addiction does was cut me off from talking because in my mind, my mind was already negative and I didn't, I wasn't open. So by me arriving, doing detox, going to a rehab and a winding up in a 12 step program, that was the beginning of my nuclear blast mm -hmm. that I needed in my mind for other people to help me and be all right with being helped. Because, you know, as a black woman, as a black woman, we don't always ask for help. That's right. We'll try to do everything ourselves mm -hmm. and be superwoman. Yes. And we don't need this and we don't need that because we trying to prove that we're trustworthy. And that's another thing. When you come in, it wasn't no expectation only if I wanted to help to help me stay clean and that the people was there. And listen, I lived in the projects when I first got clean um, and people were still knocking on my door because the word wasn't out yet that don't, don't get high no more. So they was knocking on my door. And I had to talk through the door and say, hey, I don't get high no more. Mm. You know what I mean? And then I had to get on the telephone and call another experienced member and say, hey, my desire is a little high right now. Just had a knock on the door and it brought back. Why not? Why not have one? But it's always the first one. The first one. <laughs> one is too many. And a thousand's not enough. It's always about the first one, honey. Yeah. You you know that out there in our audience tonight that you take that first one and then you don't even know what happened. It'd be like the hangover. Yes. One of what? One this. One that. It, it could be one of anything. That's the thing that we suffer from. Yes. It, it doesn't, you know, you know, they always talking about the, it's about the drug. It's about the drug. Yeah, but it's more than the drug because yes. I haven't used in 21 years mm -hmm. and 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 it could be about shopping mm -hmm. i'm i can't one thing i've learned about me if they mm -hmm. got a shoe in every color i buy every one of them uh -huh. now tell me if i don't have a problem mm -hmm. and, and we all got a it that we suffer from mm -hmm. yours might not be as high as mine mm -hmm. however you do have a it out there mm -hmm. so when you think that you don't qualify yes let me uh let help me, you yeah let me help you you know flash forward 
<laughs> you also need to stand up and be counted. Be counted. Because, you know, even, you know, I talk about me a lot and, and my friend talks about her a lot because you can't go wrong talking about you. Yes. And 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 so that's why I'm not so much on y'all. We just want to bring information to you that, you know, that you don't ever have to use again. Not one more day. Not one more day. There is help available. And and, and I'm here to tell you, and your life will get better. Mm -hmm. Because even in all of that that I've done, mm-hmm. I hold, I tricked, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm giving y'all some, some, some real life stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that I did to get one more. Mm-hmm. However, even in that, I never thought that I would be the one to get married mm-hmm. because of the things that I've done. However, I'm married now. Mm-hmm. You know, life is good. Um, you know, I'm coming from nothing to 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 a job, you know, even in that. And we'll talk about that in some other sessions, you know, um, um, how, you know, life just gets started. But being here, I guess that would be like a... a Life on life terms. Yeah, life on life's terms. But one of the things that uh, for any person that stopped using drugs or stopped using anything, one of the things that you will find out about yourself is that you didn't learn how to cope or deal with your feelings. Yes, absolutely. And what you probably were raised with never worked for you and because we are really afraid to stand up and be counted yes and to be included in the for you too Mm -hmm. and being in the middle and not knowing what to do because we are told you know what to do you know and some days confusion i don't know what to do and, and that's the hardest thing is to admit that I don't know what to do, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and that requires a level of humility and allowing somebody to help me when I didn't know what to do. I know for me, I had to go back to kindergarten. Absolutely. Yeah. I had to, I had to, I had to the go basics. back. Yeah. I had to go back to kindergarten and ask questions because I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust you. I didn't trust society. And they said, well, listen, Dawn, you ain't going to get nowhere by yourself. Mm. This ain't a by yourself journey. Right. You right. know, this is, right. a, this is a connection mm-hmm. and uh, partnering up and being part of a winning team. Yes. Now, and I was a part of a team out in the game. Now, come on, y'all. You all got a pack of wolves that we was running with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we protected each other. We lie for each other. Yes. We cover for each other. We commit crimes for each other. Yes. We were setting it off, like set it off. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? And yes. it's the same mentality on the other side when you decide that enough is enough. If I could trust them to watch my back for the for the 
for the not the good, then I can trust somebody for the good. Exactly, because accountability. Yes. You, you, you know, that's the thing. With the other ones, we didn't have accountability to one another. Mm-hmm. We we bit their backs out. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they bit ours out. But we trusted them enough to put the money under the door and to receive what we was getting. Yes. And we can't come in here and be like, I don't want her to know my business. You know, mm-hmm. you ain't got no business. You ain't got no business. <laughs> You don't. You don't have none because guess what? Everybody know but you. You wow. get that on the way home. Wow. Marinate on that. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, and the thing about it is, look, check this out. Being here on this side, though, you get a wealth of information. I am so telling you. It is just so good to be able, you know, we sit down and we sit down at the table and we just rap yes. and we just talk. But but here's the thing. We hold each other accountable. We tell each other about our mess. Yes. You better. You yes. better because if you don't tell mm-hmm. them, listen, I, you mm-hmm. can't be around me and stay sick. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, listen, you need to pull up. Mm-hmm. And get your whole self together. Mm-hmm. Whole life. Because that's messy. And let that be the reason. That you stop it. <laughs> right now. Quickly. <laughs> See, we have a lot of fun, y'all. We do. And we want y'all to have fun with us. I'm telling you, we want y'all to be a part yes. of this you know because somebody seen something in us yes and really thought that you know we had something yes. and and you know getting high couldn't be part of that yes. you know we 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 just talk and share our stories our experiences and all of that and 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 people see greatness That look, just that word right there, greatness. And I'm like, you couldn't have told me this 20 years ago that Mary would be sitting up here in a studio. Listen, in a studio. Yes. Talking to people. Look, I want to cry right now, but I better not because then y'all going to be like, she's a punk. Uh-huh. She kicking <laughs> up ballistic, though. But that's where the open heart and the open mind yes. when you can have, when you look back over your life, mm. when you look back over your life mm. and you come from the place you come from and you see that God was with you all, all the time because I didn't save myself from every dilemma mm. That I got myself into. I did not save myself. But my ego Mm. without God allowed me to believe that I got myself out of that situation. You ain't that good. Mm. You ain't that good. But when I look back over my life, I can see how God had pulled me through every situation, every circumstance, Mm. every mistake. And he always got me out. He said he will always make a way and a room for escape. And I'm telling you, I know it wasn't me. It wasn't nothing but the Lord. 
It was nothing but the Lord on my side. Mm -hmm. What could I say? This is where lost dreams awaken and new possibilities arise. You know, the one thing that I can say today, I am a champion. Yes. I heard my friend said this one time. Yes. She said, you know, I'm a champion. Champions don't quit. Yes. Champions keep fighting. And that's what we do. Every day. Yeah. And I'm telling you, listen, me and Dawn, we go through stuff. We don't, we do not yes. want you to think that we do not go through struggles. Mm-hmm. Some days we don't want to get up either. Yes. Some days we want to keep the curtain shut. Yes. But a champion yes. got to get up. Got to get up <laughs> and be counted. And be counted. For every day, you know, every day we got to get out here and we got to get it. Yes. You know, because it ain't coming. Look, don't nothing come to a sleeper but a dream. Well, come on and preach now, sister. (laughs) Go on, share the ballistic, the truth. Truth and love. Truth and love. I'm just so glad that my mind (laughs) is is rerouted. Yeah. And 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 I want to have some things today. Ain't nothing wrong with wanting to have some things. That's right. Listen, look, I love having God in my life. Mm -hmm. I love the Lord. I love having God in my life. But I also listen, he said we can be rich Mm -hmm. in his glory. Mm -hmm. Now you can take that however you want. But mm-hmm. I know that there's an inheritance that's mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. And we can have that. And we want to share that with mm-hmm. everybody. Because yeah. I don't want y'all to think that, you know, it, it's it's not out here. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm desperate. I'm out here. I ain't got nothing. Nothing is happening. But it is happening. Mm-hmm. I heard, and I guess my friend going to tell y'all about that. Because I can't get the flower part. She was mm-hmm. talking about the soil. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, in the soil with the dirt and mm-hmm. all, she has to tell that because mm-hmm. I'm going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't want to mess it up. I, I ain't going to let her mess it up. So listen to this. And, and this is going to be a part of our closing and we're going to provide some resources. I just want everybody to know and understand that every flower has to have some dirt. And if you out there, and you feel like you are just dirty, it's needed. Because that dirt is going to get watered and fertilized. Because you know fertilizer stinks. But that fertilizer has nutrients, and it has uh, uh, a growing feature in there that makes the flowers grow. And I'm saying whatever dirt, you have in your life whatever you're trying to cover up whatever you feel guilty about Mm. whatever you feel shameful about understand that that will propel you into the flower that you already are it's just covered up right now and we are here to support you we love you we want to encourage you we hope these words that we spoke tonight reach your heart and your mind we want you to know in the state of delaware the emergency number is 211 you can find all your resources there um 
and also, you know, on the TV, TVS for the state of Delaware, your state, whether you listening to us in Jersey, Philly, Baltimore, Washington, go to your local hospital. You can get help at your local hospital and let them know that you want to talk to somebody to help you with your drug and alcohol addiction. We love you. And I'm going to let my friend close us out. Yes. Um, she gave you the information and, and we want you to get the help that you need because we know someone is out there struggling I'm talking to you right now. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that help is available and you do not have to live like you used to live. Yes. There is a way out. Yes. And we're going to have some information also on our blog, on our um, Facebook. You know, we're going to be coming to you on Facebook, Twitter, and and we're going to have the information there. We're going to have some small snippets there where y'all can um, comment, you know, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. So with that, we want y'all to have a great night and enjoy life for you too. Peace out.